Shut up. What an intro. Wasn't that the shit? That was awesome. That was Dustin Edward Howard. I I believe like fucking Grammy Award winning (laughs) musician out at Tulsa. He recorded that for us. Thank you, Dustin. It was beautiful. And thank you for coming back to season two with us. You guys are patient. We appreciate it. (laughs) I'm Brad Breakfast. I'm Hannah Backwards. Hannah, who the hell is with us today? We have returning guest from the first season, Eric. I'm back. Eric, are we doing last names? Strauss. Strauss. All right. Just making sure. (laughs) Giving you a chance for anonymity. Because you know what we're about to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. We're going to talk about maybe a fascist movie. Space fascists. Space fascists. Space future fascists. <laughs> uh, Starship Troopers. Hannah, what's our show called? Podcasting to Perfection. Last season was? Tremors. Tremors. We are done with that shit show. <laughs> Watch yeah, all. we're putting that to bed and we're moving on to space. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we can get right into it, but like, like uh, I said, we're talking about Starship Troopers, and it's not its not a fascist movie. We can get that right out, uh, but it kind of is. Hannah, do you have any, do you have any insight on that? Um, well, I kind of had a fact about the budget. It is a satire movie. Yeah. Like, it is for sure a satire, even though he didn't necessarily say it was. It was meant to be obvious enough to be satire. At least he thought so. <laughs> At least, he, yes. He thought. We, we helped. But this is the same, this is the same, uh, uh, I, I guess, unknowingness? What, what do you want to call it? Mis, uh, misguided. Uh, well, he thought it would be obvious, right? And that's well, the same attitude that gave us three RoboCop movies. <laughs> you would think that Doogie Howser in an SS uniform tip off the audience but yeah that's not the case uh, they people took it seriously yeah uh you said you had a fact about the budget just just right off the bat yeah just because uh well the movie it came out in 1997 yes. so it's also a pretty decently old at least in my opinion movie um it had a budget of 110 million dollars and just half of that was dedicated to the CGI and practical effects that were required to animate all the arachnid creatures and all the bugs they had to use for the movie. Um, but they kept saying insects, but if they're called arachnids, that would literally mean that they're not insects. I yelled that ha. when we were watching Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. So, Eric, you, you told us just before we recorded this was your first R-rated movie. This is my very first R-rated movie in the theater. My dad took me. I don't know why. I was probably, you know, fifth grader, maybe. Yeah, so I think it was also my first R-rated movie. Um, if if you want to scooch up to the mic just a little bit, um, yeah. just make sure we're getting you loud and clear. Uh, yeah, so I went and saw this movie because my best friend in fifth grade promised me that there were titties in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told you, and when we were eating lunch today about this, he described the nude scene down to like the pose of the actress. 
<laughs> you and needed like, to know what like what boob shot you were gonna get. Was it side boob? Right, was it so full frontal? Yeah, was it? Yeah. It's important. <laughs> uh, and and it's funny that that's what came up because that we found was what people reacted to the most. Not the over the top gore and violence, uh, or the fascist imagery. Uh, the idea that maybe the U.S. has been destroyed and everybody lives in South America if they could afford it. Uh, no, no, none of that. None of that sociopolitical commentary. It was nipples. And, and co-ed. Co-ed. Camp. Yeah. Oh, co-ed no. showers. Co-ed showers. <laughs> oh, no. How dare you? Camp. How dare you? There's a scene that, that actually, even as a person who likes firearms... It offended me a great deal. Like, it oh, caught no. me off guard. And it's the scene where the soldiers are, like, handing out guns to children. Like, oh, feel the shit. weight of that guy. Here, have some bullets. Yeah, that is... It's, they hand out it's ammo. We, we've perfected interstellar travel, but we're still using cased ammunition. That did... <laughs> I, I thought about that. It was weird looking, too. It was but our enemies are hurling rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're shooting plasma out of their butts, I think, and yeah. sucking and out spo- our brains. And spore. And spore. As, <laughs> yeah, as the spore. Golden Girl biology <laughs> teacher. Yes. Yes. So I'm glad you caught that because she was just supposed to be a, a quick cameo, and we I don't think we were supposed to notice who that was. Uh, what's her name? Rue McClanahan. Rue McClanahan. Playing a blind biology teacher. Yes. When they're dissecting all these bugs. Yeah, dissect giant bugs. Yeah, we say bugs, but they're like bigger than the animals that I at least had to dissect as in a high school or younger. Well, in the scene where, um, Carmen, is that her name? Yeah, girlfriend. Where she throws up. Uh, oh yeah, the guts are being pulled out, gooey, and she's so Denise Richards. Denise Richards, Rue laughs at it um but she wouldn't have known unless she could see it so i thought that was pretty funny too like this blind maybe, lady is not limited maybe maybe smelt it <laughs> smelled it over the formaldehyde in the classroom well whatever the inside of those bugs smell like that was uh the simulated vomit was uh mashed up bananas was it okay yeah. Okay, That's so similar to Tremors, they use a lot of practical effects, so they specifically and now they're fruit. doing yeah. bananas, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you wrote you wrote about specifically that this this movie feels like satire. Yes, I yeah. just I guess because of what I know as satires or what I've seen as far as satires go, it just felt so over the top. There's no way someone could take that seriously. Also, there's a Busey in it. I wouldn't take it very seriously just to begin with. There was a Busey Such a in. Great Busey. There is a Busey. Same Busey. He's the in good Busey, though, right? Kind of? Is contact. There a good Busey? Do you remember Contact? Oh, I forgot that he's in Contact. Yeah, he plays the terrorist oh. in oh, Contact. God. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that movie and going, holy shit, that's Jake Busey. And then Jake Busey actually has a real part. <laughs> like, he has a, He's very shortly shown on screen. And then he blows up the spaceship thing. Jesus. Okay. I I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's great. Okay. It's um, it's uh, uh, Carl Sagan, right? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? I love. And I wrote it. I love that movie. Okay. Cool. Uh, but nobody could watch this and not see that it's satire. But I managed to. When did you realize it was satire? I. 
probably, you know, watching it when I was older. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it registered right. when I was a fifth grader. When I was know. a fifth grader and I watched it, I just thought, oh, this is fucking great. Yeah. This is this There's titties and bugs and machine and, guns. And lots, or, of, lots of blood and guts. <laughs> yeah. And it was, but. But looking back on it, and looking back on everything Paul Verhoeven has made, it it seems obvious he has he has an agenda. He does not care for American culture specifically. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, what I thought is was amazing is that they gave him you know a hundred and ten million dollars after Showgirls. They said <laughs> they said you made this stinker. What a, <laughs> so what about a. What if you went back to sci-fi? Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess that's Can true. <laughs> Let's go back to where you're comfortable. Yeah. I guess it was after Basic Instinct, which people tend, you know, people look highly on, on Basic Instinct, it, at least for the Sharon Stone <laughs> weird flash that I looked <laughs> up today. And it wasn't that, it wasn't even that graphic. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just, a, I mean, a shadow, but it was that intent yeah, I remember it? it being a bigger deal when I was a kid. Same. <laughs> That's the only reason why I know of the movie is because of that particular issue. So we saw this uh, in 1997 when it came out. I saw it in theaters just the same. Uh, <laughs> a thing happened four or so years later that really added some context Uh we didn't see where our culture was, where society was, specifically because we we grew up mostly in peacetime, right? Yeah. Like at least at least not. I mean, it wasn't Vietnam, you know. Right. Like yeah, like my dad could tell you uh, about conscription and right, and when when you had classmates going off to fight uh, in combat, but. We had that, we ended up getting our taste to that in 2001, fucking September 11th, giving us all a reason to uh, (laughs) say this exact same thing. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. Right? (laughs) Are you doing yours? I'm doing my part. Yeah. (laughs) Do your part. Yeah, everything was about all being patriotic and being American and... Like it being proud oh, to, to super patriotic. And now, and now you have to have an American flag on the sleeve of your T-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just or people don't know you're a dad. <laughs> people oh. don't know you drink your coffee black and judge people with hair dye. My coffee has to have M16s on the bed <laughs> and a skull. I want my coffee to kill people with a weaker heart. <laughs> I, it's It's all silly to us and... And and I want our listeners to know we, we aren't we aren't these people. No, uh, we're just surrounded by them. We are. We're constantly surrounded <laughs> by them. Uh, and I, I mean that doing my part thing. I saw just about a month ago an award being given out in Pat Tillman's name. And that whole thing just resonates all over again. You, you remember he was a football player who went and joined the army or what, whatever. He was killed by friendly fire. That oh, shit. And now they they give out like scholarships and awards in this guy's name. Uh, his family. He so he was openly against the war after he got over there. Uh, 
which may not have made his fellow soldiers very happy. Yeah. Um, but his family has been saying since this happened in whatever 2002, stop using our son's name. Aww. They continue to do it because his name invokes that sense of patriotism, that sense of patriotism that we saw throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, literally. What I'm saying is that it is culturally relevant more now than ever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a bone to pick with all of that. <laughs> there, there are several people who aren't going to make it to my 20-year high school reunion. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can say that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe we'll save that for another podcast and I'll be a lot angrier. <laughs> uh, might have to be a little more drunk, though. <laughs> so we see that, and it just makes it like the military is good. If you're not in the military, you're not doing your part to be a part of this well, and society. And you, you're not allowed to vote yeah. if uh, yeah. you haven't done military service. You're not considered a civilian. A citizen. Yeah. A like, citizen. They call right. it a civilian. Right. virtue. Uh, well, yeah, they, they call it a lot of things. They have some very <laughs> by-the-book answers for what what exactly it is um but yeah in order to attain citizenship something that we all get just by being here (laughs) or being born here at least um you know we can just vote when we turn 18 we can vote yeah and in this society you have to join the military and then go to war Mm -hmm. Uh, but it seems like they all want to do it yeah, I mean, they all at least want to be able to vote. It seems like that was the big determination for a lot of them. Uh, a lot of them, well, it, and early on they call voting uh, a form of violence. Like, <laughs> d- did you you know that scene with um, got who, uh, Radcheck, Michael Ironside, Michael Ironside, uh, yeah, old good old Ironside. Ironside. Uh, God, I love him so much. Yeah, he. Uh, he he says that voting is uh, I can't remember the exact quote, oh, but it's he in history class. It, yeah, he specifically calls that it a was form a history of history class. Yeah, that was a history class. That was like every history class I ever had. <laughs> that was the coach teaching history. Yeah, yeah there you, you go. Know? That's, That's exactly what that was. Uh, um, still relevant. Yes, it is. But then we get to this. What I thought originally was kind of like a computer-like screen. It's like the Would you like to know more? Yeah. Would you like to know more? <laughs> and then we, we learn factoids. We, we see this meteor floating by. We learn about the planets. We learn that they're on the complete opposite end of the Milky Way from us. Like, direct shot on the other end of the Milky Way from us. And it us. looks like you're surfing the web on a, like, compact. Yeah, it's click. And then... Well, what was the, the gateway with the... Ca- the cow print. Back that's the that's the world <laughs> if web TV had caught on. Yes. Yes. Um, and then we just kind of learn about the bugs. It, it feels like it's a way, or like back in old times when you they would go to movies and watch the news. It was like the yeah, way to like kind of precursor it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, propaganda and, news reels. And he, uh, Verhoeven patterned a lot of those after the. Lenny Riefenstahl. Yeah, films. yeah, Triumph of the Will. Mm-hmm. Um, that first scene was um, basically almost a shot for shot instead of something in Triumph of the Will. 
Yeah. And and I that's one of those movies that can't say I've seen Triumph of the Will. I have. Same. I oh, <laughs> I haven't. I watched it in a in like one of my first film studies courses. Um and I think it was it was specifically a political uh film class. I I mean a political science major. So that was one of those movies. It's also considered to be really really well made. Um which considering what it is uh, it feels gross to say. It feels like vomit in my mouth. Uh, but I was telling Hannah about this today. That that movie is even addressed in like Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenny Riefenstahl was mm-hmm. the uh, person who made the propaganda films for uh, Nazi Germany, and and those were movies that were supposed to uh, evoke some sort of emotion that made you want to go fight. Uh, the allies mm-hmm. it 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 was supposed to make you want to have this deep love for your country uh and we managed to not learn anything from <laughs> that nationalism and <laughs> what happens when you have those nationalist feelings uh because people still do that shit um i mean what was the movie that just came out last year uh, with the Jesus guy, Jim Caviezel. The Sound of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom. This is what freedom sounds like. That's <laughs> propaganda. That is still propaganda. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, weird. I, I had a friend. Uh, okay, we'll say it this way. A Facebook friend. Uh, <laughs> not somebody I'm necessarily close to. Uh, she posted this meme that was like, you know, Disney Plus won't play Sound of Freedom, and that's why their uh, that's why their stock price is going down. I'm like, well, Disney Plus isn't playing Sound of Freedom because they don't fucking own it. <laughs> Do you not know how film rights work? Disney didn't make Sound of Freedom. Yeah, why would they have that? <laughs> Damn Disney Plus! How come I can't see Bugs Bunny at Disney World? Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna turn on CBS to watch Seinfeld either, but. <laughs> It was a hot property. Uh, it's, yeah, but that, that attitude of, well, they're not doing it, and therefore they're not patriotic. They're not yeah. playing the propaganda. Yeah. Love that. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> we have an actual newsreel. Yeah. In the movie. Um, it, it opens up with, Obviously, a reporter is on this planet with these things just going like back the behind the planet. Yeah, yeah, and yes, Clendathu. I struggled on saying that every time, <laughs> so I'm gonna try not to as much as possible. Um, but or planet P eventually, because that's the system that they're in. Because there's multiple planets. All right. So I learned a lot today. <laughs> Anyways, um. So we see, we open it up, and he's reporting about the war. It's live, great reporter. Um, but then all of a sudden, we see said reporter just get eaten and ripped in half by the by a bug. Yeah, arachnid. He gets, he gets picked up and, and yeah, he he does bit in half. <laughs> and what I didn't realize until this watching was that that was still relatively new. That's something that we've had our entire lives. Was like the reporter on the ground in the. In the combat zone. Oh, yeah. But that that only started in, like, the 1990, you know, during Desert Storm. We didn't have that. Because, you, you know, I always think of them with the microphone and the, and the like, 
bulletproof vest and right. helmet on. Yeah. I'm live at the scene. Yeah, and but <laughs> that's how we've always had it. Uh, but that didn't exist during Vietnam. We didn't. American people didn't know what Vietnam looked like until like celebrities started to go over and take pictures, like Jane Fonda. Well, on uh, all, the, all the journalists back then were part of the military. They were military right. journalists who right. then had to gloss it up. Yes, right. Make it, it wasn't look good. as bad as yeah. it is right now. Our boys on the front. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see this view of soldiers come in, and then we get kind of introduced to our characters that we will eventually get yeah, to know on later. One but year, uh, they, it's a flash forward. Oh, that's right. The movie yeah. opens with that. Yes, yeah. yes. And then comes back to it like 45 minutes later. It does. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to know the backstory of all those soldiers, obviously. One year previous. One year later. <laughs> Which I normally hate it when movies do that, but I hate it because it's just been overdone. Mm. And that movie was in 1997, so I can cut him some slack. It was still... It was still fresh. a fresh thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, having that cold open of something just violent to, I think, grab attention wasn't as common. Well, and he started with the action, which I honestly a good choice. Yeah. Because it really does grab you. Uh I mean that that scene is fucking brutal. Um let's see what have we got next. Uh so when it goes back to the year one year earlier, we are introduced to Johnny and Carmen and wh- what we talked about in that class. Uh they've got those cool tablets that are still monochrome for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess only until it's animated, because then when it was animated, they started, like, having hair color, and it was weird. It was super (laughs) weird. And then they were making out, or Johnny sent one to her, making out, and then Carmen sent one back. I don't remember what. Blowing gum, a bubble. Oh, yeah. And the gum pops on his face. (laughs) Yeah. And I think even the teacher laughs at it. Like, he catches it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Ironside, history <laughs> class. Um, Carmen and Carl? Yes, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Uh, Enlist? Yeah, Doogie Howser. <laughs> uh, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, before we knew, Neil Patrick Harris was, like, uh, actually pretty talented. Just, yeah, person in general. Um one of his, and it was in his character I, I really enjoyed, but we'll definitely get more on to um, him. But they basically both decide to go into the military. They wanted to be, um, oh my God, what's the word? It's not citizens. Um, I'm not sure what you're. They want to be able to vote. Civ- oh, civi- citizen. Citizen. Oh, they it do want to be, okay. Yeah, yeah. Civilian, then it's not. Yes. So, yeah, so they want to be citizens. They feel like it's their duty to go do it. Karma wants to be a pilot, and um, we know that Carl is a psychic. He's a psychic. Because <laughs> so, he's doing that card thing. <laughs> so, and, and I can, like... Anybody else think about Ghostbusters for Hannah brought Hannah mentioned it uh, <laughs> when we were watching it. but And and I remember that scene, but I also remember uh, like Yuri Geller did that kind of, that was the, that was what, okay, oh, back up. Uh, a couple years ago, the CIA had a FOIA request and ended up um, making some documents uh declassifying some documents that said that people took to mean that the CIA had proof 
of psychic powers. What it actually was was this really long study that we had already known about uh, that the CIA had uh, – well, they had studied, like, Yuri Geller and other people trying to do remote viewing. uh, Yeah. Which was trying to see, like, if there were uh, Soviet military installations on the moon or some shit. Like, it's all very silly. (laughs) The Men Who Stare at Goats is about right. that as well. Such a good movie. It, and it's a great movie, but it's it's dumb. Yeah, uh, no, it is dumb. It The CIA is a lot sillier of an organization than, than you really know. Like, the, they do war crimes, but they also do, like, uh, just dumb shit. And they have unlimited free money. Uh, but that, so, in, a, in this universe, that actually worked out. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris is a psychic or a person with extrasensory perception. Yes. Uh, Which I like that way better. But, um, and well, the only reason why Johnny basically wants to join up is because Carmen's going. He didn't really necessarily want to go, but she's going and they're in love. So I get it. She's hot. I mean, Denise Richards is pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, And. His parents don't want him to join. Oh, no, they're upset. Let's go on vacation instead. Yeah, yeah let's go to the beach. Zagama I mean, okay. Beach. Zagama Beach. <laughs> Remember in, like, 2003-ish, 2002, <laughs> uh, probably just following 9-11, uh, there were all these commercials about how to convince your parents to let you join the military. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot more push. I forgot about especially in the younger dramatic scenes at the table. Mom, we we need to talk. And they throw the they had the book. They had the the, like (laughs) set of pamphlets and and stuff. The packet. I don't know how poor (laughs) your high school was, but mine was pretty poor. So we had recruiters there basically every day. Oh, I I remember the table. Yeah, at the cafeteria. I used to like throw rocks at them and stuff because they couldn't (laughs) do anything to me. And one day, uh, I was just fucking with them. Like I was telling them, "Hey, I'm thinking about joining. I really like uh, fucking uh, dudes." Uh, how do you guys feel about smoking crack? That's I'm a big so fan of that. Uh, and one of the guys uh, like started yelling at me like a drill sergeant, and he said, get down on the floor and give me 20. And I was like, I don't have any money. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Uh, like, and, <laughs> but they really, yeah, they, they were hilarious to mess with because they took it so seriously. I found out later they actually get paid for how... <laughs> For every person they recruit. Oh my god! Uh, but Could they you imagine just that. Like, I got like a free duffel that. bag. I got T-shirts. I got keychains. So much shit. The no Air toasters. Force. The Air Force called me weekly until I turned thirty. Oh my god! I think when I turned eighteen, the phone calls started, and they yeah not, they did not stop until I. I think I just went off on one of them. I was like, "Don't ever call me again." Like. Take yeah. me off the list. I was like, here's my medical history. Like, you don't want me anyways. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would I be a good... Ch- well, and I found out they had called me because I took... What's that placement test? The ASVAB? Is that is that the... Oh, the military one? I think it is. Yeah, I took that, um, and I did, I guess, really well. <laughs> and they wanted me to join this program that was like, we're going to send you to 
basic training, and then we're going to send you to TU for a couple of years. And then you, you have to work for us. And I think it was an analyst job or something. It was stupid. I said, no, of course. Uh, and then about 29, I was like, maybe it's a good idea. Like, <laughs> things aren't going my way. Uh, <laughs> and Do you still want me? They did. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I, I still said no. We'll, we'll take anybody. Yeah. You know, only if I can get games in theory. <laughs> uh, well, so it's funny you mentioned games because they made a game, uh, America's Army, that we played in at LAN parties oh, no. for many years. It was a great shooter. Oh, uh, yep. And it was like a really, it was a realistic sim and... Uh, yeah, god damn. That was all <laughs> military budget shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then so similar to how the first scene was of um the Triumph of the Will, uh-huh. he also uh, uh modeled the uniforms that he put in Super Troopers after Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, <laughs> sorry, not Super Troopers. <laughs> they were not even in space. Um, Starship Troopers that I could see it once I found an image side by side. Yeah. That he d- absolutely, especially the hats, very much modeled their uniforms after. The, the hats, the jackets. Uh, the insignia. The insignias, the suspenders. Yes. Oh, is, a, for- is a big yeah. nod. Yeah. So, I was telling Hannah about this. Uh, the original Nazi uniforms, the SS uniforms, were designed by Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss. Which is still a company that's still around. It's still considered high fashion in some circles. It was much bigger when I was younger, but that's... Uh, man, like... <laughs> like w- These companies were just, like, totally cool with eradicating my people... <laughs> uh hugo boss especially made a lot of uh cologne and perfume i think when i was a kid yeah Uh, i'm looking because i'm not familiar with this but all i see is a ton of cologne and some like fashion weeks yeah um that made hitler's uniform uh so that's fun just Uh, in case you guys didn't know (laughs) i hope i hope our listeners already knew uh so What's what's next? What do we um Johnny Oh, there's the football scene that's oh. pretty weird because it's not football. Yeah. It's almost XFL. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. It's I see I haven't seen that. It's uh there's no like sidelines like XFL. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's indoor. It's so it's I mean, I would assume rougher, right? Yeah. Well, and everybody's a gymnast somehow. Right. That, <laughs> there's like, like flips, sprinting, and like <laughs> a, a stunt person. <laughs> yeah. With a with a spring. It was the most beautiful footballish game that I've ever watched. Though those acrobatics were wonderful. Yeah. I would watch that sport. Actually, yeah, that would be kind of entertaining. And then we see this Diz character, who is the only woman on the team, which I found interesting for how. Yeah, she was briefly in uh, in a couple scenes before that. She is a member of their friend group, right. it appears. Yeah, and uh, we only see one day of high school, yeah. I believe. Yeah. She very clearly wants uh, Rico's dick. Yes. Uh, that, like, they, they made that obvious. <laughs> uh, it, she's got hungry eyes. In the, in the book, uh, that character is a man. Oh. Yeah. There's not, they, the love triangle was... 
part of the movie. Part of the movie. But okay. That's interesting. Yeah. See, I, I did. We already mentioned that we that you don't think you finished the book. I don't think I finished the book. I don't think I finished the book. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven admit admitted he did not finish the he book. Didn't. It didn't. <laughs> he think tried it was good. and couldn't. Yeah. He said it wasn't good. Uh, it's not. It's pro, and it is a pro-war, pro-fascist yeah. work of fiction. Uh, it did. It did kind of popularize power armor. Oh, did so, it? Yeah. Okay. So all those, you know, single man mech suit. Kind yeah, of. like Fallout. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know what to do with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> mind blown over here for a minute. Uh, then Rico joins up. I mean, yeah. we're going to just fast forward to through some of this because the football stuff is important. We do also see Rico's uh, at least enemy in romance. Yeah, right. I guess his the guy rival? on the other team. Xander. Xander. Xander with a Z, oh, not an so X. Good. Is it? It's Xander with oh, a Z. That's unfortunate. No, that's <laughs> the better way. Get out of here with your X, Xander. Well, because it would just be Alexander yeah. with an X. Oh, that's what I it's short it, for. Oh, but he is—he's made to look like a douchebag. Um, was he the guy from Dharma and Greg? No, he <laughs> was not Greg. He looks like he Greg. Looks like Greg, him Greg as went a young on to do guy. Criminal Minds, but no. Okay, that's not, that's not Greg. In my head, I went, "That's <laughs> Dharma and Greg. That's Greg." He looks like him. He has the same haircut. Yeah. Uh, also, they, he looks exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, he's kind of somebody should let tall, him know. pasty a little bit. We're <laughs> going to fire off an email after we're done recording. <laughs> hey, Sander, you look like Greg. That's it. That's it. Sign <laughs> podcasting to perfection. Yeah, uh, we'll, get him, we'll get him to autograph a photo. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we do find out there's a dance afterwards. He's a pilot. Uh he is totally into Carmen. Um, well, they, we find that out during the football game. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> Rico ends up joining. Let's just go to that. Yeah, so Rico ends up joining up. Uh, he can't be a pilot, so he had to go to the mobile infantry, basically ground troops. Yeah, he's dumb. Yeah, he's, he's a dumb, <laughs> he's so stupid. Guy. He's the jock. Well, he got a thirty, like a thirty-two on his math right, that, final. That was uh, shown to the whole school by his good friend Doogie Hauser. Yes, thank you, Doogie Hauser, for your computer skills. hacking skills. <laughs> why? Why are they posting those scores anyway? I know. <laughs> Please don't. You, you don't even have to show them to everybody. You can just look at somebody else's. That's part of the <laughs> utopia. You shouldn't care what your scores are. I don't. Yeah, the, the, I don't know what message. That's like to send. it's a weirdly socialist. It will embarrass you to try harder. Yeah, yeah. Shame, <laughs> shame on you for getting a thirty-two. So yeah. So then we're now we're at basic. Uh, Rico is facing the drill sergeant. We meet Jake Busey. We meet. Drill Sergeant Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. A.K.A. the Kurgan from Highlander and the voice of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> and who does Mr. Krabs? A very and Red Death. A very strange looking man. <laughs> He's it's a very distinct I could see him and immediately know who it is. He's at Red Death is one of my favorite characters from Venture Brothers. So good. Because he's so fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, in a universe where everything is stupid and off, he's legitimately terrifying. But also, like, Dry. the most remarkable father. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, a good dude still. <laughs> uh, it, but 
he, you know what? He's really good for that part. His voice carries. Yeah. And he's got a fantastic I would be voice. afraid of him as my drill sergeant for sure. Well, and he's he's like, anybody think they can take me down? And then one guy says yes and just immediately gets his arm broken. Dizzy shows up. Dizzy shows up and provides a fair fight. Yeah. She, she holds her own. She settles up with him and she didn't win. No. But she she held her own and he seemed to respect that. It's all kind of unsaid. Yeah. Cause then she's just unpacking and and she joins yep uh but rico is mad because he realizes that she joined or he thinks she joined to be with him yes she did work her way into his same group of like 20 other she requested a transfer because (laughs) that battalion was apparently some of the toughest training possible on paper yeah it's (laughs) they're supposed to be the best they're supposed to be the toughest whatever i don't know how i feel about it yeah i didn't it's it feels a little strange just to me because if someone had followed me into something as serious as this this is a huge life decision for all these kids just for maybe a chance at some dude, uh, it's not worth that. Well, he joined to. Be I know with, he did be with the girl, so like he it's, regretted it. Well, maybe, and maybe it's him projecting. Yeah, you know, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. <laughs> just maybe that was all intentional. Like, we just discovered it. That's what happens when you shoehorn a, a love triangle into a yeah but, old sci-fi book adaptation because. It, the book is sexless, right? It's it's it, there is none of that. There's no romance. There's right. I don't. I think uh, as Carmen, far as I know, Carmen is like barely mentioned. Yeah. So there is no Xander. Which why bother reading it? You know. Yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> I mean, they, he should have put Dharma in there too, though. <laughs> I know we we can have both. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, so a couple well, of weeks go by. Yeah, Rico becomes the squad leader. Yep, he's doing so good and, and then great leadership not. skills. <laughs> it seems like he's squad leader for one day. Yes, from the way that it is shot, and then he gets this video from Carmen. They d- oh, so what made him squad leader is that Dizzy uh, did his cool football tricks. Right, they called the play from the big game, which. Uh, and they won lip, the laser tag fight. Lipstick three hole. Lipstick three hole. Whatever. Yeah. I, oh my god! I, I hate didn't, that I remember all of this. I I've, don't. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot of times. Same. <laughs> well, and he did a he did a cool flip, and then Clancy Brown is like, "That's super dope." And <laughs> didn't he didn't he double he dual wielded it at some point? Didn't he get yeah, somebody yeah, else's gun? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I thought uh, he flipped and like grabbed it as he was like, probably. and then came out just fucking gunning. But he realizes he can't also grab the flag, so he immediately puts it right down. It, it was the shortest dual wield. At least go around and take some of those other guys out. Uh, if you got two guns, use them. Whatever. That's just how I would have played just how it. I would have used two guns. Uh. But he is, he's like the squad leader for, it's its so short because next they have live fire exercises. 
Oh, yeah. And then the guy... Not a mere 20 yards away from people doing drill and marching, yep. just... Live fire <laughs> exercise. And the... Uh, I mean, he's an oaf character. He has two lines, and he's like, my helmet don't work. <laughs> and... It's true, though. And they take off his helmet. I don't think that helmet would have protected him Anyway, Anyways, it was no. a straight shot. He got shot in the, face. in the face, but his helmet was off, so that's why he's dead. They could keep the brain, I guess. They can't now. <laughs> well, he got shot in the face, yeah. Yep. Because um, somebody tripped. Uh, because they got... Okay, so this seems like another problem for me. When they get shot, they get electrocuted or, or shocked. And that made a person fall and then fire their machine gun wildly. <laughs> like that's, again, which is a just problem. Around people. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wearing a helmet or not, trigger discipline. Welcome to, welcome to citizenship. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, well, the lady, who sacrifice. Sh- the lady who shoots him, just we see her in the background kind of leaving down Washout Lane. Washout yep, Lane. She's back. She's out of uniform. She's Taking got the her monorail bags. And she's back all like home. sad face in the window. Like, don't look at me, but I, I'm going home. And uh, Rico gets punished. They tell him. This is this is all weird to me because they have this really, uh, d- like secretive discussion. You know, I don't think we should lose two soldiers over this. So they settle and give him ten lashes in the town square, as foretold by his father. He his father, when he's talking about joining, says, oh, yeah. "I'd rather take ten lashes in the town square." That's what they give Rico. And everybody after, watches after like, he gets whipped and mm. lashed open, he still quits. Right? He's yeah. he's like, well, my punishment is over. I guess I'll just walk away from all this yes, now. This wasn't well, and before me. that, Carmen had broken up with him. She wanted yeah, to make right. she wanted to make uh, piloting her career. Yes, she and wa- she just didn't have it. Didn't have find room for him. And then someone gets shot, and then he's like, you know what? I think I'm out of here. As well, after getting whipped, too. like He should have quit before he got whipped. <laughs> like, why did he sit there and take it? And then just, you're like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. I'm gonna... I think maybe he was getting whipped either way. It, well, maybe, but I would have at least tried to get out. Like, but he said there's no risk. There's no reason losing two soldiers. He, they're losing two soldiers. <laughs> so he, yeah, I don't, I think it was just like, for whatever emotional, like we needed to see him get whipped or whatever because of the the foreshadowing. Because it's Paul Verhoeven, and we got to see. Some, well, corporal punishment, BDSM. yeah. And I actually <laughs> found out today as well that corporal punishment is actually still pretty commonly used today. A lot in the U.S., not necessarily, but most um, schools will, can still actually use. Um, they they're, can. They're not against the law to do corporal punishment on students in almost every state, but like two or three. So yeah, there were there were uh, SWATs in a lot of small town schools. Not mine, um, because how it seems to work for in in my head is they'll do it until a parent sues them, and then they'll stop doing it. Yeah, uh, or at least the school will say that they do. But they they are allowed to. In Oklahoma schools and Texas schools, 
um, you didn't, I guess you didn't have this in your school at all. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever been swatted at school. At home, maybe. But. Yeah. Um, I had a cousin who would, like, for, in, instead of getting detention and stuff, they got, uh, they got paddled. Oof. And, man, if, uh, if a teacher ever paddled my kid, Ooh. uh, yeah, no, that teacher's getting broken bones. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not okay. But yeah, uh it is it is still allowed. Just just a little background for that. Uh it's absolutely wrong and proven to be wrong with science. Uh, and psychology it just makes bad kids worse. Um Okay, what do we have next? <laughs> so we see Rico tried to leave now, basically. He put in his resignation. He just had to sign a paper. That seems so easy to get out of that for such a big decision to make for the rest of your life. It's a hell of a lot harder to leave the U.S. military. Yeah, like just sign a resignation letter. Like that's all you had to do? And just quit? No, yeah, right? You, sign, you signed a contract. You have to be there uh, or you could get dishonorably discharged. And, and then like prison, right? Um, well, a dishonorable is similar to getting a felony in that if you have one, oh, you cannot uh, buy a firearm. Okay. Um, you do lose a lot of privileges. Yikes. Uh, so there are a lot of discharges other than honorable, like medical. Um, yeah. And uh, discharge with conditions um, that aren't dishonorable. A lot of people can get those. But it, it, either way, it's not signing a paper. Right, it's not just leaving and yeah, all right, I, guys, see I, you later. I'll just autograph this and you stamp it and I, you know, I'll go back home. Yeah, Thanks. I'm gonna go to Zagama Beach. <laughs> Zagama Beach. Thanks for the lashes. Uh, but Zagama Beach was uh, destroyed. Yeah, earlier. so we see um him talking to his parents. His parent, he's like, "I'm coming home. Let's go to Zagama Beach, baby." And then the transmission. Gets dark and then ends. And then all these soldiers are just running around, grabbing their gear. And he's like, what's going on? What's going on? He was just shouting at everybody the and guy running says, in the same direction. We're going to war. Yep. We're going to war. It reminded me of that scene in Futurama, War Were Declared. War Were Declared. <laughs> That's perfect. I thought they enlist just to get a discount on gum. <laughs> on pig gum. Yeah, ham gum. <laughs> So we now know that Buenos Aires, um, well, they're going, they're going to, they're going to war. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It got destroyed by a meteor, a bug meteor. We see, for no goddamn reason, a dead dog. In the newsreel, (laughs) there's just a dead dog. I forgot about that. Would you like to know more? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, that's fair. That's fair. So then Rico's like, fuck yeah, I'm back. I'm going to fight. And he goes into the office, and the guy's like, uh, well, it, so well, <laughs> the guy says, uh, you signed a paper, and he's like, but my parents were just killed. And then the other guy says- I don't says, have a home to go back to, yeah. sir. <laughs> just- yes. uh, he, he says- um, does that is that your signature? And Rico's like, yeah. And he says, it doesn't look like it to me. And just rips up the paper. Oh, everything in this direction. Everything in this whole process is too easy. Too. Easy. They just ripped it up. 
Uh, like, no, you didn't sign it. I don't see anything. Well, I mean, that actually is kind of a little accurate to what, I mean, some of today. Well, yeah, I mean, if they didn't fax it in, I guess, so <laughs> just rip it up. Fax in the 23rd century. I, you, the fact that we're still using faxes right now tells me that we're going to use faxes forever. Uh, so they go to Clendathu, um, and they are unprepared, to say the least. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, it was hard to tell. I know. Well, the bug plasma just before that. These big blue balls of glowing pollen. It's it's like flak, basically, anti-aircraft. Didn't they think it was just light? Is that is that what it was? Yeah. They called them like uh, beams or something. They didn't. They called them plasma, which I don't care if I'm seeing it in my microwave. It means I need to shut it down. <laughs> right. Uh, so it just they demolish basically the ships that are up there. Yeah. They didn't expect that the planet to have defenses. Um. Oh, by the way, uh, at this time. My alarm is going off on a medical device next to my seat. Uh, I apologize. But also, Jake Busey is uh, the new squad leader. Yes. So since Rico had resigned, unresigned, so Mr. Busey, Ace, is now the squad leader. Yes. Ace. Ace Busey. Ace Busey. Wait, what's his last name? I can't remember. A- it's it's a very fun, like, Joe America name. Yeah. Right. It's like Ace. He's the first one we meet that wasn't from Buenos Aires. <laughs> well, and none of them oh. are from Buenos Aires. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they're they're very American, except know, for their names. Alter, alternate future, except for except <laughs> real, real uh, blonde hair and blue eyes, but... Yeah, it's they a boys got, from Brazil got, uh, yeah, situation. Exactly. Well, and I think that's what he was go that's what Vierhoven was going mm-hmm. for. But also in the book, Johnny was Juan. Yeah. Uh he changed it from Juan Rico to Johnny Rico. He made them Americans, but then made them all look like Hitler clones. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know what he's getting at. I I mean, there's definitely something yeah. there. Yeah. There was, there was a nickname among the cast. They called it Melrose Space because everybody had done like an episode of Melrose Place. So there Place. were all these just very good That's looking hilarious. young That's new actors. Really funny. Melrose oh, we Space. didn't bring up during the shower I was scene. Speaking of young actors. <laughs> oh, I was going to say during the shower scene that we right at the beginning, we talked about at the beginning. Uh, during that, a cameraman, so so Denise Richards and, not Denise Richards, um, the, the other actors didn't want to get naked. So a cameraman uh, made a bet or a, a dare for Paul Verhoeven to shoot the scene naked. He did it without question. Yeah. Um, immediately. Yeah. yeah. Just, just yeah. disrobed. So during that scene, every single person... Was naked, yeah. Including Whether the crew. they were in that shot or not, they were also naked with everybody else, so good, that everyone just be them. on the same yeah, right. field. That solidarity m- is it? Solidarity or sexual harassment? 
I mean, if they were uncomfortable enough so that everybody had to and they were, I mean, that's, I would say solidarity. Okay, so look at it this way. We're coworkers. I come to you and I say, hey, to do this task, you're supposed to be naked. I'll get naked too so you feel. (laughs) No, I understand that, but as an actor going into a movie, you admit. So, yeah, as a job, it's it's place and time, but yes. But the, I get what you were saying. <laughs> so that that's where I'm coming from. Uh, so w- anyway, I, I, like I don't think they were they were like, oh hey, by the way, I wrote this shower scene the other day. Yeah, in the script. But I'm gonna not, get naked since everybody else is job, naked. I'm gonna yeah. get naked too, so that you guys are just comfortable. I liked the cut of your jib, so we put in this nude scene. This cut of your jib. Oh god. I don't know. I feel like that could be gross if you say it in the wrong place. Oh yeah. Uh, but they're they're on Klandathu and they're unprepared, and uh, there's a swarm. Yes. A bug swarm, and Ace does not give. Orders. He chokes. He, oh, he chokes big time. He says nothing. Ace chokes. It's like he forgot his line. <laughs> I wonder if they, they were just like, uh, anybody, just come on. Do well, something. and somebody did. Somebody stepped up. Uh, they're still they're still fucked up, and they end up the the order is to retreat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean everybody just gets completely either ripped in half or you know. It's there's too many of them. They underestimated their enemy before going into this fucking war. Uh, Johnny got fucked up pretty good. Yeah. So then we um, actually see the beginning of the movie. But yes. from yes. Oh, that's right. now Rico's perspective. Yeah. So we see the same thing, but from Rico, so running, Rico's being we're a badass. By the the reporter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, we are just retreating because everybody's dying around them. Our boy is presume, presumed dead. Yes. So we the the transmission ends with uh, I think it's in his leg. He gets this whole like the one of the yeah, beats into uh, his leg. Yeah, uh, but he's he ain't dead. He gets put in um, one of those uh, big healing tanks that's in every sci-fi <laughs> movie. Yeah. The blue like, like Kool Aid st- flavor looking ones. Yeah. The Star Wars health juice. Yeah. The healing. Yeah. But Carmen thinks he's dead. Yep. They broadcast that everybody that died, which was most of the people that went to the first time, and she got all sad. Carmen's sad. Uh, Were those bugs, they had like real scale models, didn't they? Or or were they like full size? They made like two warrior bugs, which were the ones that were... The, the arachnid, ones. the ones that we first saw. They made two of those, um, and I uh, found facts somewhere. They named two of them, and they were fully mechanical, but then the rest of them were CG and little 3D models, like clay that they animated. I know that, so the scene where the one kills the cow, that's really fun. Uh, I <laughs> I love th- I love that for... It's censored. Yes. And we immediately move over to talking about the Mormons, and it's just a visual bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. Of just Squirting human gore. Just like- so but we got a big block over the, the cow getting eaten. So they did that censor bar censored. because in the actual shot, uh, the cow gets taken out of the shot in a cut, 
and then a guy came in and sprayed blood all over the walls. So the actual, like, you can see it on the DVD extras. There's just a guy, like, throwing blood and viscera all over. And that's what the sensor bar is covering. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's Great. Even better. Yeah, because they did make sure there's this website that they like listed all the bugs and stuff, and they were like, "These bugs didn't get harmed. These were fake. The cow didn't get harmed. They did this to it." I yeah. was like, "That's hilarious." Uh, around is this around when they figure out the brain bugs? So, um, yes, we are getting there because well, they start to figure out that. These these bugs are more militarized than they thought. Right. They had like they, they, they had bosses strategy. and bosses bosses. So we they all so we all get out. We they all retreat. Um, Johnny's not done. So Johnny joins the Roughnecks. Uh, well, and we have this soundbite, but it's not rad checks. Uh, in the in this part of the movie, he joins rad checks Roughnecks. Yes, but we'll go ahead and play this one. Rico's Roughnecks! That's what they say, except rad checks. <laughs> Look, there, this is a movie from 1997. Sound bites are harder to come by. Uh, <laughs> we did what we could. They they go to pee. They gotta pee. They go to oh, pee. Oh, yeah. That's fun to say. Uh, but it's Michael Ironside. Yes, it is. He is the leader of their new troop. Yeah. Oh, the Roughnecks. So I always got him confused with the... Dude who, uh, who, when they're signing up, has no legs and uh, a robot hand. Mm-hmm. Um, be- but that guy was in CSI, and I didn't know that he was a legit a double amputee. Yeah. Uh, and in CSI, he had uh, prosthetics and walked because uh, he has like cane, like a uh, they're they're like oh yeah. Uh, what what do you? call it crutches 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 um but yeah they those guys also looked the same to me maybe i have a problem with uh, like identifying faces (laughs) i mean yeah uh (laughs) well that's definitely true (laughs) so they they go to p um planet p rico who has been promoted and demoted it now gets promoted again to corporal. Boy, he rises through the ranks real fast. Like in he four does. days. He d- and <laughs> it makes me wonder if this is, like, why all of our uh, grandfathers had, like, a decent rank in the military. <laughs> just because the people before them died, They're and they were the only guy yeah. who was like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, there's that quote, you know, you're it until yeah. uh, either you die or I find a better one. Yeah, <laughs> and but that keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, he gets is, promoted technically twice when he's on this planet. He does. Yeah, in one day. <laughs> is seemingly in like so. S- two hours. <laughs> and he also, uh, before Radchek dies, uh, because he does, you've seen this goddamn movie. You guys know this. I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> uh, they have a little party. Yeah, they celebrate. Do you think Jake Busey actually can play the fiddle violin? I'm going to say yes. He plays it both ways. I feel, oh God. I feel like that would just surprise me. With, I, with those teeth, he probably doesn't play trumpet. <laughs> that is that is true. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm losing a thing. <laughs> 
But you know his dad's probably like violin visiting islands of love in necessity. I, <laughs> I have I have his book of Buseyisms and oh. I, and it got it autographed. Oh That's man, amazing. Him. I've I'll met t- him. I'll a- tell you that story some other time because yeah, it, it, it's a story. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I've met Gary Busey a couple times, and once he was just shit hammered drunk. Oh, uh, he's a he's a fella. He seems to be a real trip sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, yeah, they uh, Diz, Diz, and Rico. Yeah, they get weird. They get freaking weird with each other finally. She finally gets her dance. Yeah, she does. She does. (laughs) Well, he he wouldn't dance. And then Radchek was like, don't ever turn down a good thing. Just sure thing, yeah. Yeah. Was it a sure thing? I think so. He might have said sure thing. Uh, Maybe. uh, Probably a good thing. I think good thing is better. Yeah. The sure thing hope. is just like any port in a storm, soldier. <laughs> well, I mean, he he could see Diz's face. Like she wasn't necessarily hiding her affections Not towards Johnny. <laughs> well, and we we have to we have to, at some point when we're watching this, we have to go. Okay, Diz is supposed to be the ugly one. Yes, because none of these people are ugly. Not a one. These people would all be fucking in real life. <laughs> like, yeah, she's the one that he's settled on. You yeah. know, it's like, Aww. no, yeah, no, that ain't that ain't it. Uh, get out of here with your beautiful, gorgeous hair and bone structure. <laughs> your athletic prowess. You. <laughs> uh, they they go to investigate an outpost uh, and. They have to mercy kill uh, Radchek. Yes, they do. So oh, no, they mercy kill that other guy who I swear to God is having a, a flying bug make love to him. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't look like he ever got ripped up. He was Trying just kind of like feed it to the moving. kids. I don't know. I don't know what was happening, a little but bit. he yeah. was getting humped, it looked like. Yeah, was... and then he uh, Radchek mercy kills him, and then he's like, I sure hope, you know, if you guys would do that for me. I, I expect all of you to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it happens. It does have very to happen. It was, great, it was great the bug that like came up from underneath him. And so he like, he had no legs basically. So it was just yeah. his top half. Rico, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and well, did, we find also the brain bug. We find evidence now of the brain bug because right. somebody in there had their brain sucked out. Yeah, and and uh, Michael Ironside gives us the greatest line read ever. <laughs> Go for it. He he puts his robotic hand in the guy's head, in the hole in his yes. head. Looks at the camera and goes, "They sucked his brains out." <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we know, uh, does. Avail you to all of a person's thoughts and feelings. Uh, if you need intel, grab a straw. That's what we didn't. That's what we didn't know about the the bugs is they can control us like little puppets. They can once they get inside. They can't. Well, they used that guy. Yeah. They well they called they called in the distress signal. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that here. Oh, we're getting there. That's a fun scene. Yeah, that's a whole, because, like, it, ugh, we are so close. Okay, so, uh, no, you're okay. Dizzy also dies. Yes. Oh. So, like, we're losing one after another, and Johnny's like, I need an evac ship. It better be a crazy pilot, because it's going to be crazy getting in here. And 
we find out that those pilots are Carmen and rival Xander. Well, Xander. Carmen is a crazy pilot when she was trying to do that, like, parallel parking shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got this. And everyone's like, you fuck my ship up. I'm going to fuck you up. She's like, I got this. Yeah. Well, and she does. <laughs> she does. <clears throat> so, Diz dead. They are coming to get them. But, unfortunately... Their ship crashes into a bug nest. Yes. Carmen and Xander. And so oh, now Carmen and Xander are caught in this trove, this these underground tunnels, I would it looks like almost. Yeah, it's it's they're tunnels. There's uh a bunch of little bugs and then soldiers, but nothing's killing them. They're just like holding them. Yeah, they're just they're just hanging on to them. In yeah. the most painful looking way. They've like skewered Whoa. them, carrying yes. them around. Uh, but Xander knows what's gonna happen. Yep. Uh, and then it does Starbucks reusable straw. <laughs> 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 and so we see this massive bug come out. Just drinks his milkshake. This <laughs> weird pussy hand horn thing comes out. A proboscis. A proboscis. That is the actual name. It looks so gross. It also looks like a butthole. Like, its mouth looks like a butthole, the brain bug. <laughs> it does. Yeah, and then it sucks his brain out, and then Carmen's like, screw that, and saves, she ends up saving herself, which I find interesting. But, okay, so their general is literally a giant brain, and at no point did we ever think... Man, the character creation in this movie was kind of lazy. A, a little bit. It, it was fun. Like, it's a giant brain with a butthole for a mouth. And uh, a proboscis is a nose, but that's how they've referred to it in everything I've read. Okay. Huh. <laughs> so, like, a hummingbird? Does a hummingbird it's, have a nose? You know, that. Sure. Okay. That's <laughs> kind of how I pictured it. It was like a hummingbird. It's a but giant. Like, like a beak straw. Yeah. It's a giant brain. It's a silly string. Insect. Or silly straw. <laughs> we don't have to have a real life. That's true. They're not real. Facsimile. <laughs> That's fair. So then they basically, everyone, they get ambushed by all the warrior bugs from all corners. But they make it out because someone who they were with was already so... Uh, got so injured that they were going to take themselves out with a nuclear, a mini nuclear warhead. So this is from the book. Uh, and you have, so in the book, there's a character who basically sacrifices himself for the greater good, a la Spock. Uh, but this is based on a real guy, a World War II soldier who was like functionally blind, but raided a machine gun nest uh i don't what, what's his name do we have it oh i don't think so i think we wrote it down somewhere anyway uh it's in the book and in the story i cannot remember his name either it's something like zad <clears throat> okay, we're we're looking it up because th it's important in the book, but it, it seems like it's only important again to glorify war. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Either. And in the movie, it's it's more of that. Um, yeah, I may not find it. It it's 
it's not super important. Um, yeah, let's keep going. Uh, but yeah, this he uh, he takes a mini nuke. Yeah, a tactical nuke. Um, God, with that the U.S. is probably currently <laughs> using <laughs> secretly. And we found out that that was actually based on a true story about a real World War World War Two veteran, uh, Roger Wilton Young. There you go. That's the guy's name. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's keep moving. Um. Um. But now they make it back to the surface. So all due to a sacrifice, they head on up. Sergeant Zim. Zim. Sergeant Zim. Okay. Yeah. We had well, a lot no, of Z's. He's no longer and... a sergeant, though. Well, he's dead. Zim? Oh, you're thinking if, okay. I'm thinking of the drill sergeant. Oh. So Zim actually does come back at the very yeah. end. No, I, I picked the wrong name. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Mm. I'm looking at the wrong goddamn fact. it happens this is there's too many facts for this on this movie (laughs) for for a movie that was reviewed so terribly and everybody's always told me it's awful yeah i don't know anybody (laughs) who like actually genuinely i mean other than you that's why you're here that's why you're here (laughs) this guy loves this movie but then they Basically just find the somebody had captured a brain bug and then they're like raising him up in the air and then they see uh Zim, right? Doesn't he find the brain bug? Uh yeah. So Zim uh, That's in, right. In order to go back and fight, uh demo gets himself demoted to private. Yeah, because And he winds up catching the brain bug. Yeah, he because there was this uh, another thing um, in the back. He was like, are you going to join? He's like, only privates can fight. So he would have to be demoted from corporal, right? Was, wasn't he pretty early? Yes. Yeah. So he had to be demoted back to private mm-hmm. to be able to fight. So we find out that he uh, he does do that. So there was a character in the book named Roger Young. Oh, and that okay. was the tribute to the soldier. They just made this the this character in the movie do essentially the same thing, sacrificing himself for mm-hmm. for everybody else. Uh, it, but yeah, I still I'm, God damn it, <laughs> I'm not finding the character's name who who dies. So uh, yeah, but they do they well they chop off the proboscis, which is pretty. Pretty sick. Pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. Some weird snot comes out. Yeah. But see, I feel like I kind of, I would have, because how are you going to restrain that thing? Just keep it out all the time? Like, how would you prevent it from using it against you without cutting it off? Well, no, cutting it off, they had to cut it off to to survive, to, to escape, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. I just like that we, we haven't really seen much of uh, Doogie Hauser. Except in like the newsreel footage where he shows the efficient way to kill the bug. Yes. Um, That's until, true. Until when they drag the brain bug out and he puts his hand on it and says, It's afraid. Everybody afraid. starts just going nuts that yeah. it's afraid. And that of was course a weird, it's afraid. That was a weird <laughs> moment for me because I had forgotten that. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I get it. Because like for them, 
it was a turning point. Like they can now like kind of fight, have a fair fight, but also, yeah, it's fucking afraid. You captured it and it's called the brain. Yes. It, it has feelings. Start an old car in front of a horse and you get the same. It's afraid. No shit. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's a big, dumb animal surrounded by dudes with machine guns. <laughs> yep. And then after we find out that it's afraid, that's when we find out that they were bait. That Carl had basically sent them down there. It was the only way they could learn Yep, that there was a brain bug. They had to confirm it. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were sent to die. <laughs> but... We end up with Johnny Rico is still alive at the end. All the important people are still alive. I mean, except Diz, which I think we did accidentally skip over the fact that she got shot into space. Oh, oh, oh right. right. We did. We so did. So we did have a short funeral. She dies, she dies on the escape from the planet. Yeah. Yes. Massacre. So, yes. Oh, and she, again, another great line read of, what does she say? At least I got to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get shot in space after you're dead? Shot out into yeah. space? Yeah, why Like not? Gene Roddenberry? Okay. Yeah. So I, when we watched like, the movie, I told Hannah that, that, that very few things delight me as much as like Gene Roddenberry's corpse just, uh, just bumping up against around. an yeah, alien craft. Bouncing out off of stuff. <laughs> For a stuff. Until you find a black hole or a sun. Yeah, that's the you thing. Know. Until yeah, I mean, huh. uh, you know, look, cremation, uh, Viking funeral seems uh, hard to pull off legally. Yeah, you know, so nowadays, yeah, body farm maybe, or shoot me off into space. Okay, if if you know, space seems like the like the call. Why not? If you can afford it, and that's another thing. I hope they make that a little bit more um, budget friendly for the future because <laughs> I guess that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Just floating there forever. I don't even need a casket. That's true. Just the whole body. I want to be space junk. But I, w- I want, there, I do have one request though. However, however, they send me off when they lower me into the ground or whatever. I want the song to be Randy Newman's I Will Go Sailing No More. From oh, Toy shit. Story. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. I want mine to be. How fantastic would that be? Uh, right, pants I'll by Randy Newman. Down. Yes, and uh, put me in the uh, strangest, like, like most nightmarish military-looking regalia. Uh, but like, like what you would expect when somebody says a general from the future war, uh, <laughs> and just launch me into space and let me confuse the shit out of some aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds great. That does send sound me, great. Send me off like General Traster, wrapped in a flag. <laughs> yes. PP <laughs> cancer. <laughs> oh, amazing. Good imagery. All right. Um, so we see Carmen <laughs> at the end is a captain. Uh, Johnny and Ace are still in the Roughnecks. Rico's Roughnecks. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. That's, That's it. So we've we've done a whole episode of podcasting to perfection season two. Yes, we have. How often are we going to come back? Um, I don't see you in two weeks. Maybe, maybe, maybe a month. You know, 
we're just doing it when we can. These are really hard to do. So I really appreciate your patience with us. Uh, you know, we have to watch the movie. We have to research the movie. I have to join Facebook groups that sometimes are cursed. Uh, can I, oh, can do I have time to tell a story about the Starship Troopers Facebook groups? Which one? Because <laughs> okay. I'm in one specifically that only exists because of how toxic the others are. So I joined one. And it was like 50% were people that like love the movie, got that it's a satire, ha ha ha, this is fun. And the other half were just like old Elmer Fudd gun people yep. losing their shit, right? But I joined this group and it was apparently the in the in the lifespan of the group, they, you know, things evolve and you get into certain memes or like whatever and then yes. you lose that, that's not funny anymore and you move on. What this group was doing as a Starship Troopers group was infiltrating all of these other, a group where we pretend to be ants, a group where we pretend to be yep. bugs, blah, blah, oh blah. And sh- and just like they get in and they just start bombarding it with Starship Trooper memes of like kill all the bugs. And it was ridiculous. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how I got into this one was from commu- uh, community gas leak posting. Uh, <laughs> which is a great group and and the one I I ended up in is the only sane one apparently because they're all so full of those fud guys. That's also <laughs> why we ran screaming from the Tremors fandom. Yeah. Is because half of the people don't, more than half don't get the joke. Right, that Bert Gummer Bert. is a caricature. Yes. Of it, them. Like if you ever met the actor that betrays Bert. They they <laughs> hate they hate Michael Gross. So much, uh, because he's one of these Hillary Clinton sissy liberals. Like he's the guy, he's the guy who made this character. You fucking libertarian lunatics love. Uh, so, with that said, I'll go ahead and tell uh, and tell a joke, and then we can we can play some music and be done. Uh, the joke is, uh, do do you know what uh, libertarians platform is? Uh, they don't think their girlfriends should have to use car seats. <laughs>